Hey there, welcome to this episode of the MindShift Podcast. I want to thank you in advance for being here and sharing some time with me today. This episode is about nine very simple and effective ways to help you start reducing stress. Listen, if you are an entrepreneur, a leader, you're in business, you're a parent with growing children, a busy household, if you're a student who's chasing your your educational goals, wherever you might be, you are going to encounter stress. Some of the stress you put on yourself and in other times, life just hits you out of the blue. That's what led to this episode. Someone asked me how I handle stress. And in the moment, I had been going through a series of very stressful life events, and they're not uncommon to you in your life as well. I'm not going to get into the actual events, but I am going to share with you the nine ways that I have routinely integrated into my life to help me reduce stress. I'm going to share with you a couple of books. I'm going to share with you a couple of podcasts that you can actually use to reference after this episode. And they're not my books and not my podcasts. I'm a student of always learning and improving my mind, my body, and my health so I can maintain optimal performance in the work that I do, in the life that I live, and the person that I am. I hope you enjoy today's episode. This is the MindShift Podcast, where we share real stories, real strategies that will help you find real success. This is the place to hear from people just like you who have taken their ideas, goals, and dreams from a point of inspiration to realization, or when life knocked them down, from a point of breakdown to breakthrough. I'm your host, Daryl Evans. Let's get started with today's episode. The topic of today's chat, really nine ways or nine habits, nine things you can do to reduce stress. And where this comes from is um, a book that I read some years ago called Second Opinion by Dr. Radha Gopalan. And the the reason stress uh, for me has become such a center focus in my life. So a lot of people think about setting goals and, and think about what life, what they want to do in life, but they don't realize how stress is just a natural byproduct. And one of the things I first heard about Dr. Radhika Pollan on a podcast, um, I don't know how many years ago now, but he talked about the eight deadly diseases. And just a short background on this doctor, he's uh, born in Sri Lanka. He studied uh, Eastern, grew up in obviously Eastern medicine, Eastern culture, and then merged it with Western medicine. And I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe He is considered the second opinion doctor in the United States, or he's one of the top second opinion doctors uh, on the eight deadly diseases, such as stroke and uh, all these, you know, all the big diseases, cancers, all that good stuff. So anyway, stress is a big deal, right? We've got to manage stress. So let me dive into these nine things really quick. Uh, They are probably nothing you haven't heard of before, but they are part of my daily regimen. They are part of my uh, focus on a regular basis. And I hope that these things will, um, help you. Um, it hasn't been an overnight shift where I've made all of these things work in my life every single day from day one, like I've been doing them for 20 years, but probably over the last five to six or seven years, I've been incrementally making sure that these nine things were a part of my daily regimen. So let's dive in. Number one is pretty simple. Drinking more water. You know, it sounds simple. You've heard it a million times by now, 
but you've got to drink water. Uh, so much of our body's energy comes from the water that we drink or, or being dehydrated. I talk to a lot of people and, you know, we, I, they talk about cramping. They talk about not feeling well. They talk about not having energy. And I think one of the very first things you can do is make it a daily practice to just get more water in this year. Uh, this is a 16-ounce bottle of water. It doesn't, you know, uh, matter what type of water you drink. I mean, sure, there's arguments out there about smart water and alkaline water and brill water. And listen, water is water. When I grew up, we drank out of a water hose. <laughs> it worked out just fine. You know, look, if you have a preference for drinking uh, the, the high-end stuff, great, knock yourself out. But one of the practices I do every day is I drink 16 ounces of water literally before I walk out of the bedroom or within five minutes of the time I get out of bed and get out of the bed, uh, brush my teeth and get out of the bedroom. 16 ounces of water, uh, just room temperature water uh, gets my day started. So drink more water. You know, you know, is it 64? Is it 120? Look, if you're exercising, you need to be drinking more water. If you're drinking a ton of coffee, which is a natural diuretic, you need to be drinking more water. Um, and that means you got to drink more than what they quote unquote tell you to drink. Okay. So you've got to monitor that based on your own behavior. Okay. Number two is a stretching routine. Uh, one of the things that we are doing today, we're spending a lot of time sitting on our butts. Uh, you know, I don't know, in my twenties, I stood all day at work. Uh, in my 30s and starting since 30, I'm now 48 going on 49. I sit all day. So I sit at work all day at a computer and I have been doing so since 2000, 2000, actually 1997. So that would make it 21 years that I've had a job where I've been sitting, sitting at a computer. We're now staring at mobile devices. Our necks are bent down like this. Our body and our posture is hunched over like this. And I think, having talked to several chiropractor friends of mine, that I think the next big thing that's going to hurt uh, our bodies in a health standpoint is our inability to move in our later years. So there's a little contradiction here. We're probably going to live longer than we ever have in our, in our ancestral history because of modern medicine today. But it's going to suck if we can't move, right? Mobility for me is like the big reason why I work out. It's not because I want to bench press 300 pounds anymore. I'm no longer an athlete. I'm not trying to wear tight shirts every day. <laughs> so for me, the big idea for moving, for working out is moving. So this morning, for example, I did a 15 minute stretching routine and that was not my workout. Although if for whatever reason, time is short, I will use that stretching routine as my workout because that's what's most important. I want to stretch my body before I go sit down in my desk all day and then come sit down on the couch at night or eat dinner or whatever that may be. And our, our necks and our posture, I mean, you probably, if you sit at a desk, you know what I'm talking about. If you're in your younger years, in your, your 20s and early 30s, watching this video, you don't know what I'm talking about yet. But if you're north of 35 or 40, uh, you know what I'm talking about. So I would encourage you to find a stretching routine from head to toe. My stretching routine starts at my feet, Works, it, works its way all the way back up to my head. So let's move on to number three. The third thing that you can do to start reducing stress is to just say no more often. You know, one of the things that we get caught up in the trap of, especially if you're an achiever, especially if you're someone who gets the job done, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a leader, if people are calling on you for your expertise, uh, we have a, I have a problem, and maybe you have the same problem of saying yes to everything, right? 
last year, I can just think of a number of things that people were like, hey, dear, I'd like you to do this. I'd like you to do that. I just the other day was asked about, hey, would you like to come back and do this other thing? I mean, there are a number of things that we are constantly being asked to do. But what we have to do is be mindful of the ability to say no. It isn't that we're saying no, we don't want to do it. It's saying no, that right now I can't make that a priority based on what I've already committed to. Right. So there's a little difference in shift in mindset. I had to develop this habit after making this mistake in my 30s, uh, running some companies back then, some businesses back then and trying to do everything and saying yes to everybody. Listen, you just can't say yes to everybody and everything today on my calendar. You can't make a a, you can't have an appointment with me before 9 a.m. I don't open email. Matter of fact, I'm going to save email for, for my next one. But there are certain things in my calendar that just don't happen. There are certain things I just say no to. And sometimes I'm saying no, not now. Like I was asked just recently to sit on an advisory board. I had to say no, not now. I had to be, you know, board of directors. I was asked to sit on last year. Um, I had to say no, not now, right? doesn't mean I can't come back to it in a few years. So there's some things in your life that are pulling at you. You're saying yes to everything. And you might need to be saying no a little bit more this year to get more done. Number four, (laughs) big pet peeve of mine, I had to break this a long time ago, and that is as soon as we wake up, we have a big problem of reaching over, grabbing our devices, and and or jumping on social media or opening email and letting other people's agendas start our day. And it's very, a simple thing to do is just to push off 30 or 40 minutes or maybe even an hour and give yourself some bandwidth, give yourself some space to collect your thoughts, to get that stretching routine in, to drink a little water. Um, And my next tip will be another thing you might want to do in that window. Um, A few years ago, matter of fact, it's probably been six, seven years ago now, maybe five years ago, something in that window. I just began to not, you know, the cell phone's easy. Everyone's using their cell phone for their alarm clock. Everyone's using their cell phone for whatever. And I get it, right? We don't have regular phones anymore. So we're looking to see if someone texted texted us, texted us. I don't even know if that's the right word. Um, but we're picking up these phones and all of a sudden we're letting other people's uh, lives and or agendas start to infiltrate our very being for that day. And it just disrupts what we may have intended for ourselves that day. So my, my advice to you on this one, number four, is to don't open email as soon as you open your phone in the morning, just as soon as you wake up in the morning. Don't jump on social media and start consuming all the negativity on Twitter or stuff going on in your newsfeed on Facebook. Or, you know, if you're like me, I mean, I have to work hard to keep my social news feeds clean uh, and, and loaded with pos- positivity. It's like every time I see a negative post, I either delete the person or I hide the post, whatever. It's, it's tough right? It's really, really tough. So number five, let me move on. So if you're going to create some space in the morning, drink some water, get a little stretching exercise in and not open your phone, right? Well, what should you be doing? And number five is feed your mind with some positivity. Now, positivity can be anything that's relative to you. Some people in the world, it's spiritual for them, right? For me, I use uh, a couple of things. I do meditation in the morning. I do, I read scripture every morning through the YouVersion app, Uh, For meditation, I use the Insight Timer app. I use Spotify. I I use a number of things in that regard. I love YouTube. I go to YouTube channels that I know put out positive content every single day or every single week. Uh, So I've got a number of subscriptions there. And I might be just listening for five minutes, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, whatever it may be, while I'm getting adjusted. You know, one of my habits in the morning is to Uh, make coffee. So I'm I'm kind of the barista in my house uh, for my, the love of my life. She's always getting ready for work. She leaves the office. She leaves, she's the COO of a company and she leaves 
quite a bit early in the morning. And so I'm the, the, the joke is I'm the barista in the house. And so I get her coffee ready and I love doing it. And, um, you know, so it's kind of funny, but while I'm doing it, I've got my earphones in and I'm listening to something positive. And this is after, of course, I've done some stretching and, and done some of those other things. So feeding your mind with positivity, whatever that may be, it might be setting aside some time to read a good book, right? It could be reading a book, you know, that, that is on your mind, that's going to help move you forward, listening to something that's motivational, positive, whatever. If you're listening to me, Thank you for doing that. Maybe you're finding this as a part of your daily routine. Um, but whatever it is, get your mind focused on some positivity. That's the other thing. If you open email and social, you're gonna, you might be in getting some inputs that are just not good for you at the moment. So let's go to number six, a little bit on the, diet, the dietary nutrition side of things, and that is just ever so slightly start cutting back processed foods. Not sure what that looks like in your world. I'm not going to sit here and give you a diet lecture uh, I'm certainly not a perfect diet person. I live in what I like to say most of the time is an 80-20 nutritional paradigm. And that means I want to eat good pretty much 80% of the time. And then 20% of the time, I'll eat whatever the heck I want. Uh, I eat plenty of, uh, you know, just to give you some context on that, you know, so I was 215 pounds, I don't know how many years ago, uh, 2013 or 14. And, and I lost about 10 pounds a year. I didn't go crazy and join some diet program to lose 40 pounds in a month. I just don't believe in that because it's not lifestyle driven. Um, but at the end of the day, maintaining a good stress uh, uh, balance in your body has to do with a lot of the food that we eat. It's not even about working out so much. It's about how we eat. Um, and so processed foods, unfortunately, they're quick. They're easy. They're fast. Whether it's, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. Just cut them back. Start cutting some of those back. Start eating more things that are fresh, that are whole, that are raw even, um, when you're going out to restaurants, even this is one of the traps I fell into going out to restaurants and, you know, thinking you're eating healthy at a restaurant. Uh, you got to be careful of things like sodium and sugar, <laughs> right? And preservatives. Uh, I remember that was the death of me when, for years. I used to think, hey, I'm going to eat this and I think it's fairly healthy. Uh, but I wasn't realizing how much sodium and, and whatnot was in it. And it was really, you know, hurting my body. Uh, to the point at one point where I almost had high blood pressure. It was so kind of weird. But anyway, so number six, cut some processed foods. You, you, you know what those are. I'm not going to give you a lecture on that. You can Google some of those things. And this is, again, this is, this is what I call constant and, never in, constant and never ending improvement behavior, right? Little bit by little bit, move something out of your diet. Move little bit by little bit, cut something back, right? Now, around the holidays, you know, it, it, you know public admission here, I ate a, I ate a ton of dessert over <laughs> over the Thanksgiving and New Year's holiday. But now I'm back to my disciplined self, right? So it's not about, you know, I think a lot of people kill themselves when they, you know, call it a cheat day or, or they go too many days without being healthy. Look, I, I, think, on, I think last year I only worked out an average of 2.8 times a, a week, uh, according to my app, because I track everything on my app. And so if you think about that, it's a little less than three times a week. But in, inside of the year, I know where I was inconsistent. I had gotten injured a few times, so I know I went a few weeks without working out. So again, it's not about all or nothing. It's about balancing yourself. So uh, cutting those processed foods out would be very helpful for you this year. Seven, uh, improving your sleep. Uh, I used to disrespect sleep. I mean, just disrespect sleep and the effect on stress in your body and that window uh, that we should take full advantage of. Now, some people sleep to the point where they're just lazy and they're killing it. Uh, but some of us, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a grinder, if you're someone out there trying to get things done in the world, um, you think that, you know, and I hear there's a lot of people talking about it online. I love ET. I love ET. Eric Thomas, if you don't know who I'm talking about, I love Gary Vee. 
And these cats will talk about working 17, 18, 19 hours a day. I ain't having it. I'm just not having it. I'm not working that long. I am, I am doing my thing. Don't get me wrong. You got to have windows and seasons when you're working a little extra. But do me a favor. Don't disrespect sleep. Um, I started finally prioritizing sleep in a sense that I wanted to really focus on getting better sleep. And I came across a book, and I don't have a copy of it in front of me right now, but it's a book by Sean Stevenson called Sleep. Sorry, it's, it's in, uh, got a little note card here. It's called Improve. No, it's called Sleep Smarter by Sean Stevenson. Look up the Model Health Show. Uh, I think the modelhealthshow.com, Sean Stevenson. You can find him all over Facebook, Instagram, Google him. Uh, he's got a book called Sleep Smarter. Um, I, you know, I didn't have some of the problems that that book recommended. I didn't have some of those problems. My thing was I just couldn't shut my mind off at night. So I found for me that one of the best things to help me wind down was to shut off my phone at least 20, 30 minutes before, meaning stop reading things and stop whatever browsing on my phone, whatever it is, because a lot of us are reading off of our devices today. And I'm, I'm guilty of that as well. But shut that down and let that blue light start to get out of your eyes. And then the other thing for me is just to quiet down my mind. So I, I usually put in some soft piano music or some meditation music, that kind of thing, and wind it down. But anyway, get some better sleep this year, and that will help you with some of your stress. And uh, I do recommend Sean Stevens. has got a great podcast, too, if you want to check that out. Okay, number eight, and we'll come to a close here really quick, and that is be very intentional about doing what matters, doing more of what matters. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that a lot of times we are being asked or forced or required to do things that we're not passionate about, asked to do things that we're not skilled at or gifted at. Uh, we are asked to do things that are not just out, our comfort, out of our comfort zone. So I'm not talking about challenging yourself to do new things. I'm talking about serving in a position that doesn't fulfill you. I'm talking about operating in areas that are outside of your unique gift. I'm talking about things that are just where you're not intentional about where you're going. And when you are not intentional about the things you're doing and where you're going, there is a level of stress that this weight that you feel on your shoulders and you get this tension. I don't know about you, but that's how I feel. And there are times in life and business career, wherever you might be, you might not be able to just jump out of whatever that tense situation is, but acknowledge it. Give it, give it, give it its place in your life and say, I see you, right? I see you and I'd like to make things better, um, but be more intentional. And the only way you're going to do that is to visualize that future self that you'd like to be. Visualize that future position that you'd like to have. Visualize that future um, result or level of success that you want in your life and sort of cast that net, cast that vision for where you want to be, and then start to orchestrate those steps. It's funny that very uh, interesting, the more little steps you start taking towards that goal, the better you feel, the less stress you feel around the things that may be holding you back that you don't want to do. Um, and number nine, I'm going to bring this to a close, is to be very intentional about gratitude. Uh, this is something that over the last 12 months, daily gratitude, being very focused on sitting down and saying at least you know, so I, I have a cheat. Like I, I've been hearing about journaling for years. A lot of my mentors, uh, people that I've been around say that they journal daily. And for me, it was difficult to open up a journal book with a blank sheet of paper and just start writing down my thoughts. I just, it, it just didn't work for me. So I stumbled across this book called the five minute journal. The five minute journal is literally a script for five minutes in the morning, 
and five minutes in the evening. You just simply open it up and follow the prompts and you fill it in. This has, for the last 12 months, been my little sort of daily morning uh, and evening ritual. Takes you five minutes in the morning, takes you five minutes in the evening, could take you, you know, it shouldn't take you too long. But what's very interesting about it is from a level of stress, and I wouldn't have known when I started that journey last year, how it would help me deal with some unbelievable challenges last year. Unbelievable, right? And I'm not preaching to the choir here. Mine weren't any worse than yours. Mine were probably just different than yours. Uh, And this isn't a, you know, uh, everyone goes through them. But what's interesting is when life is life, and we have these unfortunate things happen that came out of nowhere, if our bodies have not been predisposed or preconditioned to handle the stress, you'd be surprised how things can turn really worse in our lives. And so for me, I feel like one of the things uh, of these nine uh, was this, this journaling habit of just sitting down and sitting down thinking, what are three things that I'm really grateful for today? I have found that it, it seems sort of mundane in the process, like when you're doing it daily, but you'd be surprised that as that little momentum starts to pick up, uh, how and it's challenging you to think outside the norm. Don't just say, "Well, I'm," you know, if you do this 365 days a year, and you have to do, th- you have to think of three things. You have to sit in that for a minute, and and you'll find that your mind starts really picking out the little things, the things that we take for granted. Uh, you know, it just it's very interesting, very powerful. Anyway, I'll put a link to both. Uh, Rado Gopalan's book, Second Opinion, in case you're interested, the five-minute journal, uh, if you're interested. If you have given me uh, time today out of your 1,440 minutes uh, that you get in a day, I just want to thank you for that. Uh, I honor that. And uh, if there are uh, things that you do in your life to reduce stress that I didn't talk about today, do me a favor and drop those in the comment. Tell me what you're doing to reduce stress if they're outside of these nine things. If you're already doing these or if one of these nine things have been a big influence in your life, uh, let me know. I'd like to share it with our community and let people know about it. Hey, my friend, thanks again for listening today to today's episode of the MindShift Podcast. Listen, let's not have the conversation end here. Connect with me on social at Mr. Daryl Evans on almost all the platforms with the exception of Facebook. My Facebook fan page is at Daryl Evans Fan. Until next week, Remember, you're just one shift away from the breakthrough you're looking for.